What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 19, here with my guy, Bredson. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. And and I, I got to say, we're, we're about to talk about the... Um, <laughs> you, I don't know. In any other transfer market, this would have been the biggest move, right? Um, and what I'm talking about is the, the death of your mustache. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mention it last week. I was caught up. We had some technical difficulties, but like this is the biggest loss of the transfer window, buddy. I'm sorry. Expectations. You caught me so off guard. I was like, "Oh, the Ronaldo talk, Messi talking." Yeah, I thought I'd work that in there. That was that was a good one there. That was a good one there. But I have to agree there. That's that's it'll come back. Okay, everything good in life. It's there's balance in life here and go. So it'll come back. Just like Ronaldo, it'll come back. (laughs) Well, if you see mad stats. 18 years ago, Ronaldo, like, I think it was like from the, when he was born, like he mm-hmm. went to United 18 and then he comes back to United 36. So there's an 18, uh, 18 years gap there. The Ronaldo, yeah. the, it's a, just a, a funny coincidence, but yeah. what isn't a coincidence just for starters here with the Ronaldo talk yeah. is judgment. I wanted to mention this as a start because a lot of videos that we predicted, we weren't expecting. I think no one was expecting this, okay? Ronaldo coming back to United the way he did. But I want to say, George Minch <laughs> getting the talk with City yeah. put United in such a pressure situation mm-hmm. that they would have to pay the Ronaldo dollar, you yeah. know? The big dollar. Yeah. Ronaldo, he oh he would only go to United for big dollars. Yeah. That's the truth. It's a deal that makes sense too. This is important to say. Okay, sure. this is this, uh, this. There's a lot like United brings. Uh, Ronaldo brings thirty goals to United a season. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is important to 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 say. And this Ronaldo is going to change the men- the mentality of that of that locker room. Yeah, that okay? I agree. Yeah. I am so hyped to see <laughs> how Mason Greenwood is going to develop with next to a Christian Ronaldo. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be insane. He's got yeah. the finishing. He's going to see like what's going to happen now. And in all this, United got Varane, Sanch, uh, and Ronald, and yep. still paid less than Arsenal. Okay? In three transfers, they yeah. still yeah. paid less than Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, you can you can argue that the salary the salary is much higher, right? The wage bill, but um, but 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 I suppose that's the point, right? Um, and and really, what we've seen from from Arsenal so far this year, uh, basically tells you that nothing nothing right now. I mean, nothing lives in that space uh, and survives currently. And I I really hope the best for them. But anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Ronaldo brings with him an elite mentality. Um, and in the end, there is something cosmically right about him at Old Trafford. And I know, I know. Last week, you were you were talking me in to Cristiano Ronaldo going to PSG and playing with Leo Messi, and, and that being some sort of a beautiful thing. And I felt like I was getting like a little piece of footballing soul ripped out of me. And then when the city talk happened, I, I you know I don't have a Ronaldo jersey, but I can sort of understand that kind of gut punch feeling of a United fan burning a Ronaldo uh, jersey. 
actually that's pretty petty, but still, um, for him, for him to go to city, that would have been unreal. And then to find out it was basically a bait and switch, right? It was basically a tactic, mm-hmm. uh, when all is said and done and all United to do is say, Hey, we're interested. All they had to do is say, we're interested. Uh, <laughs> there is something right about this happening and I'm, I am, I am here for it. And here's the funny thing is like right away, literally right away to rationalize Cristiano Ronaldo's departure from Juventus. Allegri comes out and basically says, you know, we have to build a tactic around him. We have to do this. We have to do mm-hmm. that. Everything strategy is always built around that. We have to, sat- um, I'm sorry, we have to sacrifice the collective good essentially to fit Ronaldo in. Well, you didn't have to do that against Empoli and you lost. You lost your opener and Ronaldo, the last time he played Empoli, it lost for the first time in a decade to them. Last time, he hit for two to make sure they drew at the end of the day. So it ain't Ronaldo's fault that Juventus uh, finished fourth or whatever it was last year. Um, But, man, here it is. Another thing I want to mention with this Ronaldo transfer is now I feel like uh, United are finally, with this transfer uh, market Mm -hmm. this summer, getting Varane, getting Sanch, and getting Ronald, finally steps Man United to the position of, Holland being interested and saying, okay, this is a team with stars. This isn't any team anymore. The transfer of Ronaldo is the tipping point of United becoming eh, maybe top four. For sure, these guys are going to end top four. And they're going to want to win titles. Because this is now or never. You know what I'm going to say for Ali. With Ronaldo there. A 36-year-old player that is the star of the show, mm-hmm. only has two years. I think it's until 2023, Ronald mm-hmm. will be at Man United. So you got two years with him. If oh, I think I think it'll go well. I'm hopeful for Ali here, okay? Hi. I'll be hopeful because I think the squad really likes the whole environment at the club. Yeah. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't go well, Ali, he's got no chance. And it's this season. This is the season that we're going to get the answers. This was the best transfer market ever. Yeah. Messi leaving Barcelona. Ronaldo all of a sudden leaving. Yeah. Uh, Mbappé maybe going to Real Madrid. The inevitable, as many say. So, oh. Add to that, Lukaku, Jack Grealish joining the 100 million Oh, my club. days. I mean, you know. And in the end, Arsenal still outspends him all so far. Um, I Can mean, I do a quick question there? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Ronald the best player in the Premier League? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, based off of the fact that he w- he scored, what, 60% of Juventus's goals while he was there, uh, was basically one for one in terms of goals a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I better mean, than De Bruyne? He out, he out, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a better injury record than De Bruyne. I think he is. I think so, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd agree with you. I'd agree okay. with you. And, and here's the crazy part with United, Right. Paul Pogba remains. We were talking the beginning of the year, or beginning of the year, beginning of the summer, Paul Pogba was probably leaving, right? They might go to PSG if they could fit him in. Who knows? And here he is. You got Pogba. <laughs> you got Varane. Mm-hmm. You got Ronaldo. You got, I mean, it's, it is absolutely unbelievable. And the consolidation of kind of power back into the Premier League yeah. in terms of star power is absolutely unreal and i gotta say something you know holland going to united that's interesting that is Mm -hmm. obviously interesting i don't know how you fit that in but maybe you do 
but don't you feel like there's an itchiness to Manchester City? I mean, why wouldn't they go after a Holland? Mm -hmm. uh, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I still feel like maybe Kane will go there. I'm, I'm not. I have. I'm not entirely sure how City will will go now. Yeah. Uh, that because because I'm a big fan of the player that we're going to talk in the Wonder Kids highlights because mm -hmm. he he was very good for them, but. I don't know. City will definitely have to change their game plan. And when Guardiola spoke in the press conference, he knew he had, he had been played. When he said that the conversations were very far away, yeah, that was the did. moment. That was the moment he knew. And all he's saying, oh, he knows he's got a place here, right? Only with that cheeky face, he knew Ronaldo was coming, man. So it's a big, it's a big thing. And and you you said something there, and I want to end it with here, is the two best players in Serie A. Went to the Premier League. Yeah. Okay, that is a huge statement by the league. So Lukaku and Ronaldo yeah. heading to the Prem, like the it, Italian league. To be fair, like it won't lose its quality because I'm really enjoying to see Serie A this season. It's, yes. it's, like it's, it's going to be interesting. Who's going to win it? But <laughs> it boosts the credibility of the Prem, as you were saying. So Absolutely. I mean, there's a consolidation of power because it's not just City. It's not just United. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry Kane staying, um, you know, I know he was going to stay in the Premier League, but staying at Tottenham. Um, Chelsea, obviously, spending and, and, and playing well for the most part. Um, but, I mean, just, just quantify this, right? Ronaldo's arrival uh, generated the most liked Instagram post by an athletic team anywhere right yep. over 13 um, million or close to 13 million instagram likes it's just and absolutely unbelievable and yeah and and the funny thing is is the united critics like you probably saw gary neville right talk <laughs> about uh this and basically say he does not yet see them as favorites for the premier league and we could argue that point until our faces are blue um <laughs> it, it's great that they did not not great but it's tough that they did not go in for an elite dm right because we know that that is kind of a glaring hole but I frankly agree. if you got ronaldo like you said scoring 30 goals a year who the hell cares right mm, but, um yeah it's it's gonna be uh interesting and, and if, he you, leads, if you play yeah. real madrid like Breton, like uh, you'll need that DM. Like some teams will explore that gap that that United that, has. That like is you're true. mentioning there. That is so, true, and I don't know where you get that right now. I don't know where you get that without you know they haven't splashed too well. That's not entirely well. The true. funds, so, the funds are that. very difficult <laughs> now with the yeah. Ronald coming in. That's for sure. Yeah, but... and, and and I don't think you're going to get 50 million for Daniel James. Um, oh. but uh. I do need to say something about City and, and, and kind of hold your, uh, I don't know, close your ears if you don't want to hear this. Mm. I mean, they failed at landing, right? Like you said, Pep knew he was played. Absolutely knew he was played with Ronaldo. Uh, Kane, though, couldn't land him. Says he's staying at Tottenham, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you add that Benjamin Mendy news to it. Mm -hmm. And from a PR perspective, this is tough. This is tough. But you know how you, uh, you, know how you get through that? You play as well as they have against basement teams for the most part uh, to start the season, uh, except for that opening day loss. And you just you just you move forward and you put it all out there. So in the end, are, are you changing your Premier League uh, potential winner? I am. You are. Wow. I am. Yeah, wow. I am. Okay. I am. I'm changing my winner because 
I, all my life I've seen Christian Ronald winning everything, man. And I honestly <laughs> believe he's coming to the Prem to win the the Premier League. I think Christian Ronald is going to be the top scorer and he's going to change United's changing room and yeah. become champions. I believe that's going to happen. Okay. I well, really believe that Ronald coming now is enough for uh, for United to be to they have I feel that's that is Neville shouldn't say that. Neville was saying that if they mm-hmm. get Kane, they would be title contenders. So you're telling me if you get Ronald, you're not title yeah. contenders. I know. It's Bro. It's... Like Neville, come on. Like <laughs> Mr. Neville. <laughs> like it's that makes no sense. You're getting the you're getting a better player. Kane Kane is good, but Ronald is better. Right? Yeah. I in my opinion. Well, like maybe next year the the conversation changes. But mm-hmm. come on, you need to put United in that title contention conversation. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see what you think about the Champions League too in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, come on, Ronaldo's like a, he's a 36 year old playing, playing like a 25 year old because of what he's done to his body. Uh, he's, he's insane. So um, th- th- these two years are going to be fun. Absolutely. And, and like we, what, like we talked about in our predictions, that top four, it's going to be cannibalistic. Yeah. I mean, they are just going to go at each other. And and I, I hope that this this kind of manifests itself in one of the closest Premier League races that we've seen. I would love to see that instead of a runaway, breakaway type of winter break type of thing that City did. So um, I... <sighs> City won't have that without the striker, Brennan. I'm yeah. telling you. City are going to feel it without the striker. They're going to feel it. Like yeah. uh, it'll be good at the start to look very good, having a lot of options here and there. But I'm not very, I'm not very confident with this one. But, well, we'll yeah. see. Ferran Torres looked pretty good the other day. Um, yeah. But you, I, I, before we move on, you know what the mm-hmm. biggest development of this is? Not just Ronaldo coming in. Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. will join the United Academy, and we know his strike rate. His strike rate is out of this world. I'm absolutely kidding here. Please. <laughs> Yeah, am, this is not a serious thing, but it is kind of fun to think that like Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. Buddy, is going to play on the same team as Kai Rooney, right? Wayne Rooney's son. Okay. Um, you know, okay. I, I like real, that. Okay, we're yeah. coming somewhere. Going to get, <laughs> you know, and, and who knows? Gary Neville, does he have a kid? Maybe he could throw him in there or something. We could just build the former uh, Solskjaer. Does he have a kid? Come on, throw him in there. But I know no. Holland got, he has one. <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking Uh, but uh but yeah so let's continue with the transfer talk because like i know ronaldo was pretty big but there's others that they were pretty big too and the one that for me i'm gonna highlight my favorite transfer for starters here and it's a bayern transfer and it was sabitzer why do i love this transfer first of all because nagelsman knows sabitzer better than anyone okay They played mm-hmm. together for a number of years. Uh, no, they didn't play. He coached uh, Sabitzer for a number of years. Correct. And the style of play, the way he just plays such a direct football, Sabitzer, is perfect yeah. for Bayern Munich. Okay? And for $16 million, Sabitzer might be one of the biggest bar- bargains in this transfer market. He's a utility they, man. Yeah, He's and they take from Leipzig, one of the mm-hmm. biggest stars. They take from, So they took Upamecano. Yeah, they've <laughs> they they've took uh, Sabitzer now, so like it's and but Sabitzer is quality. It's gonna it, it's no surprise that after that game Leipzig against Tottenham that Leipzig I think won one nil. I'm not sure. 
against Mourinho's Tottenham. Like <laughs> Sabitzer was unbelievable. Like he was yeah. everywhere, tackling everywhere. As you said, for fantastic utility player, but he was a star man in that show. He, he really, like, he really is, and and he was he was at the Euros, right? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. great at the Euros as well. And I, I <laughs> Bayern just is is good with these these shrewd moves because I think it was only 16 million euros, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. you know he's not he's not going to hurt the the wage bill too much, and mm-hmm. he just adds a piece to uh, and and it's a team that's getting younger now. I mean, slowly they're starting to build from uh, build away from the, the Lewandowski uh, Muller era uh, and, and prepare for, for new uh, the new future, if you will. Um, but I, I got to say, you know, another one that I really like is uh, Mateus Cunha, mm. 30 million euros to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it and I say, is this really part of Simeone's scheme? Does he really like this particular transfer, but at the same time, this is like a 22, 23 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like they're attempting to kind of hedge their bets on the Jao Felix yeah. outlet. And I don't mean that in a bad way because we all want to see Jao Felix do just go bonkers, right? And score mm-hmm. double digit goals in, in La Liga. Um, but, but ultimately it's almost a good thing that they're doing it because maybe it even takes some pressure off of Felix uh, to to come back and come back right away uh, or else be damned. I mean, maybe he needs to go a little under the radar, which is hard to do when you get a whole lot of money thrown at you. Um, but I love this this move. Uh, Cunha has been uh, relatively stunning uh, for Erta Berlin, and I think he's going to continue it in La Liga. Um, but what do you what do you think of that? I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good one. That went that one under the radar. Matush Cunha, he's he's a tall player, right? He's he's he can he, he can do everything. He's well, fast. Yeah. He's got good finishing. So I'm trying to think he, if he would fit well in La Liga. And yeah, I sure. think he would. I think he would. And I I think it's more of a Suarez, like he he can't play every game now. And Diego Costa left. So. I, I don't I don't think it affected as much Felix did that uh, directly, but but I think it's it's good to have. It was a good. They needed a striker. They sure. needed a striker. It led yeah, they, they and yeah. like Matus Cunha for the price that they got of thirty million, good deal. I think that's a that's good, good deal. deal. And another deal for thirty million that was good. You know where I'm going with this one yeah. to London. He stayed in London, so he went from Chelsea to West Ham. Kurt Zuma. 30 yeah. million, okay? Yeah. West Ham, I have to say, like you're doing the right deals. You're playing a good style of play. You're keeping your star of the franchise, which is Declan Rice, okay? Mm-hmm. He's the star of the show at West yeah. Ham. I can't complain. Like they're doing a pretty good job. And the best scorer in history of West Ham, Mikel Antonio, okay? Yeah. Legend. He's like, a legend. He is a legend. Like <laughs> underrated player. All, all, all his career, he's hugely underrated, Mikel Antonio. At, yeah, him at Reading, loved it. Uh, but it, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great move, and and I even think it's like a tick higher. It's like thirty five million, and I think we actually have to, I don't know, build a statue to uh, Marina Granovskaya. Come on, can you do these Russian? I know she's Russian and like Canadian or something. I, I, know, I know it's Maria. I know it's yeah. Maria. That's what I, I think she needs to be, yeah, given a statue or, or some at least some massive credit or a pay raise. But 
come on. I mean, let's just reflect here, right? Zuma to West Ham for 35. Tomori and Giroud for 30 million to AC Milan. Tammy to Roma for 40. Uh, Gehi to Crystal Palace, 23. Zappa Costa, remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moses out the door for 14 or 15, the two of them together. Livermento and Ugbo. I mean, this is 151, 152, give or take, million euros raised. They spent what? 115, 120 on Lukaku. That's a good businesswoman. That's a good businesswoman. I mean, it's dead wood that's moved or, or uh, not, you know, I'm not going to call Livermento dead wood, but like these are players that they looked at and they said, we have too much depth here. We're not, we're not going to be able to play them. So we got to sell them. And what's most important here is she got mostly the right deal, the mm-hmm. right sum each time. It doesn't feel like they're just, give me anything you got and I'm going to send it your way, right? Send them your way. So it's, it's really, really impressive business. And who knows, maybe it continues because I think they got one more big signing in them. Right. I know Jules Conde or somebody like that, but Mm. pretty awesome. And I I don't know who Chelsea's going to get, but that is a proper shout out that you did there because Chelsea is, as we've said in some podcasts previously, Chelsea, I like Man City too. I think they got really good management behind them. I think they do. There must be so much data analysis here, you know, because they get so many, so many young players, Chelsea. So I think this management just shows that Chelsea have a plan in everything they do, you know. So yeah. it's a. I think it's the Chelsea might be the best well-run club uh, in in England because I've even heard like uh, some news, like some retired uh, Chelsea legends, that mm-hmm. not every football player is rich. Okay, guys, and. 40 years ago, like, you wouldn't receive the money that a football player receives now. Sponsorships, everything, the whole package. It was mm-hmm. different. And a lot of Chelsea legends had a bad time in lockdown. And Chelsea reached out to them, okay, asked how they were, and, yeah, they showed support. So yeah. I don't know other English clubs that did this. And I was hearing this thing. This is, this is magnificent, you know. So... Yeah. Good. That is, yeah, the, a little side of the transfers, like getting, uh, we're getting a bit of a marketing here to Chelsea, but uh, yeah, it's and there's a deal too that Chelsea did last year that was get rid of William to Arsenal, that now William is willingly not wanting to get paid the twenty million that he still yeah. has to receive from Arsenal, which respect, okay, respect. Yeah. Yeah, he's Respect. probably headed back to Brazil, right? Is what I yep. what I saw. Okay, that's probably good. Good for him. Um, good for all parties. Uh, but I, you know, there is one, and uh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, I don't know why I just said what's his name, but Fabrizio Romano, because we all know who. Ah, Moise Keane. Yeah. Moise Keane, right? Uh, well, there is Moise Keane, but he's been updating us recently, at least the last day or two, on Kylian Mbappe to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and 170, 180 million euros has been thrown out there um i just you know he's still he's listed in the squad tonight Mm -hmm. but do you actually think that there's going to be any movement on that in the in the coming days yeah at all yeah i do i do wow i do because real madrid is paying 170 million for one season of one player okay i know maybe it's not that because they do get the guarantee that they get mbappe and not another club while he's a free agent but I'm confident enough to say, just like the first podcast we did, we said Ronaldo to uh, Ronaldo, Mbappe to Real Madrid mm-hmm. is inevitable. Yeah. Okay, guys, inevitable. The kid is a Galactico. 
in his head. Okay, he's a superstar. He wants to be the best. Okay, and the best goes to Real Madrid or to Barcelona. That's the truth right now. Like in the in the peak of football in history, like him when he was growing up, he was seeing Ronaldo at Real Madrid having the having the world at his feet. Okay, so he's thinking, I'm going to become that now. But I gotta ask, if if Mbappe moves to Real Madrid, yeah, you're like, what are you? You're standing up, Leo Messi. I mean, you have you have the ability to play at least a season with Messi, and go for the Champions League. Why? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got so much time left in his career, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, barring injuries. So why? You know, like if you have the chance to play with Leo Messi, at, let alone Neymar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria, uh, come on. I mean, they're uh, assembling, the Galacticos are there. It's just whether or not, I mean, you're going to basically swap that out with Eden Hazard. No, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead here because I don't. I, I agree. No, but I agree with you. I, I, I understand what you're saying. You're going to miss the chance of a lifetime to play with Messi and Neymar. Okay. Mm-hmm. It will be once in a lifetime. Okay, he would play with Messi and Neymar. This is this is a chance that little to no players had. Okay, sure. and yeah, he's not going to accept it because the dream. This is this is all about perspectives here. Like I don't know what Mbappe has been thinking since he's played his first professional game. I'll be honest. I believe that his end goal was to go to Real Madrid. Sure. I really do believe Mbappe's yeah. end goal since he started to play football was to go to Real Madrid and be the star in the Bernabeu. So, Ala Madrid, yeah. <laughs> this year uh, or yeah. in a year's time. Sure. So that's my; those are my thoughts with uh, with uh, with. Dude, with it, it is hard. It is hard to believe that it five years ago it was mm-hmm. uh, Kylian Mbappe's breakout season, right? 2016, 2017. So, uh, absolutely unreal the the trajectory his his career has taken and and how good he's become and and we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll um, see. So, yeah, I, I have just some other quick fire uh, transfers that I'm not really going to talk about, but people need to know about them. The Pape Sar to Tottenham, he'll go back to FC Mets. But this kid, this kid is, you know, he's, he's still pretty raw, um, but he's got a lot of tools um, to become pretty damn good for them uh, over time. And, and it did it at a relatively cost efficient price, right? Mm-hmm. Like 15 million euros. Um, but we won't see him this season. He'll stay in Liga Own. Uh, and then the other one is Lovre Mager to Ren. Um, I didn't see that one. What? That one skated under the radar, mainly because, you know, we were talking about a little, we were talking about your mustache. Um, but <laughs> Lovre Mager went to Ren, um, and it looks like it's about 12 million euros. And uh, they just keep, I mean, they're not, they're not like undefeated in in Liga on right now that's but like good deal. they're building they're building a pretty solid team there um that's a good deal it is a good deal i didn't oh i didn't see that one love to oh my dear it's yeah. a good deal okay so there's the transfer talk if there's any transfer that we missed out and you guys want to comment and you guys want to mention go comment down below i need Please. to get i need to get i need to get uh more used to say this too for people to comment down below like <laughs> i'm not good at this <laughs> but champions league talk i think i'm kind of good talking about this so I, I i'm excited about it so what are your main thoughts okay on the champions league because the draw some interesting groups here, okay? 
So, what are your thoughts? I, well, you know, first off, I got to ask you, which one do you think is the the group of death? Hmm. Oh, no, I have no doubts. It's Group B. Like, yeah. Atletic Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, AC Milan. This yeah. group is deadly. Porto, yeah. they have Champions League experience. And yeah. I don't need to talk about Atletic, Liverpool, AC <laughs> Milan. Like, these are Champions League proven teams. Okay? Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the group of uh, Diogo Jota's career, right? Um, you're just you're just missing Wolverhampton in there, uh, but he, he was at Atleti, right? At Liv yeah, Liverpool and at Porto. Uh, so how you're missing, you know, AC Milan? Okay, maybe maybe a couple years down the road, uh, but no, I, absolutely. And I just think, I mean, there's 15 Champions League titles between these four. Mm -hmm. It's it's gonna be a fun. Fun that's group. insanity that's insanity <laughs> so you want to run down the uh, the groups and say who's going to be the winner here and there let's, let's do go it. with that okay so group so a you, yeah oh, you name sorry. yours sorry okay. sorry you name yours and then i'll i'll let you know if, if i have anything different oh, okay there you goes okay group a man city psg red bull leipzig and club Bruges. i think man city and psg are gonna go through i agree okay well uh, uh uh europa league i think leipzig third place i think it's a good solid third place prediction here bruges after club good. bruges just got beat 6-1 yeah i think uh <laughs> i think so <laughs> so group b atletic madrid liverpool port and AC Milan. i think it's gonna be atletico and liverpool going through i'd agree with that yes yeah and who yeah. gets europa league football here unfortunately i'm gonna say milan you i don't think so you? you don't think so you think porto I think Porto is going to stay in European competitions. I don't know if... Look, I'm not going to say that Porto is going to go totally bold, okay, yeah. by going through. But Porto is the ch is the type of team with Sergio Conceição to, to manage something, okay? A okay. scare, at least, okay? So they're going to be one to watch. I'm going to, going to be looking at Porto very curiously because yeah. I know something can happen there. And I got to say, AC Milan... First time mm -hmm. back in the Champions League in a little while, right? Yeah. And they draw this group. <laughs> How yeah. sucky is your luck when it comes <laughs> down to that? You get, you get this group in your return. But, yeah, I mean, maybe that's kind of why I'm rooting for them. And who's uh, Donnarumma? And yeah, who's Donnarumma? <laughs> Zlatan can't come back any faster. But the, uh, Magnum, my, Magnum, my, what's his, Magnum, I can't say. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike. Oh man, we're gonna. Yeah, we're butchering the name, but he's really good. Like he was re fantastic <laughs> performance. Yeah, fantastic performance for AC Milan uh, this yeah. weekend. So and watch, watch Giroud, uh, Olivier Giroud bag ten goals or something. He goes all Holland on this group. Not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Group C, we got here: Sporting, Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas. Who yes. goes through for you? I'm gonna say Dortmund and Sporting. Dortmund okay. at the top, Sporting second, Ajax, Europa League. I'm going to go bold. Nunmens and Ruben Amri, they're going to end up first in this group. Okay. Okay. Nunmens is going to end up. No, but in all seriousness, like, we're going to see Nunmens playing in the Champions League. And I'm yeah. actually excited now that everyone is going to see, like, how good he really is. Okay. I, I did see his own goal the other day. Oh, I should not bring that up. Well, but see the assists he does, see the the yeah, runs yeah. he does, the the tackles he does. I'm 
Like you, you can diss him, but I know in five years time you're going to be dissing yourself by going against Dude Min. Fair so enough. So this is I, my I call to the the community. Fair you're enough. dissing yourself if you go against Dude Min. Okay, go bold, go <laughs> bold. Because right, I'm oh. telling you, Sporting. That's I think it's going to be Dortmund and Sporting going through, okay. and Sporting are going to look so good compared to what they look previously always in European competitions. I feel like people are going to be really surprised with yeah. how good Ruben Emery is going to be in this group C. Yeah. All right. I got to say, I got to say, Erling Holland had six goals in just the group, stages game, group stage games last year. I think he played only four because he had some sort of a muscle tear. Um, th- th- this is like prime I know. Holland territory. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing at least another six goals for him in the group stage. Uh, but man, I love this group. I mean, this is like a group of our dreams, right? Sporting Dortmund and Ajax. And yeah, and just, yeah absolutely. And I'm not going to get into saying that name again because I screw it up every time. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Group, group D, who do you have? Uh, so uh, Inter, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, and Sheriff. I'm yeah. going Inter and Real Madrid. It's interesting enough. Like this group is like the same as this year, right? Right. Like, what? Inter and Hill. I'm going Inter and Hill. Yeah, it's, you have to think, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Inter last year finished last in their group. Mm-hmm. I believe it all happened on the last day. I could be wrong, but that's that's pretty crazy. But we, we do have to bring up the Moldovan uh, history maker, right? Sheriff Tiraspol, and I don't know if I said that correctly, but they are the first Moldovan team to make the UEFA Champions League group stage. And they're going to, just think about, this mm-hmm. sheriff is going to be hosting Inter and Real Madrid at their stadium of about twelve thousand people. Like, I'd love to see it. The, that's, you know, that's, that's football right there. Super yeah. League can't Super League can't give you that, right? That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's going to make those fans, their fans, that's going to make their seasons, and they might lose badly, but whatever. Uh, so you have Shakhtar moving through to Europa League. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Like, uh, good shout out there. Like, it's that's the vibe of the Champions League. You know, it's you always right. like that. Like, it mm-hmm. must be excellent. As a, a country that's not used to seeing Champions League football, it's it's. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Group E. So Bayern, Barcelona, <laughs> uh, Benfica, and Dinam Kiev. Who goes through? Ah. Uh. I'm actually, I'm going to say Bayern and Barca here with Benfica heading to uh, Europa League. Um, I'll be you? honest, like Bayern, they pass. Barcelona, yeah. I think they pass, but Benfica have a chance. There is a chance sure. there. Yeah. And eu vou no no I'm going to believe in Jorzus, that's what I said, mm-hmm. to get this done. Because I I feel like Nalush. Benfica beats Barcelona, maybe. Okay, I can yeah. be a meme in two months. Okay, because of this. So, <laughs> you could. No, but I, I no, but I really do believe like Jota Jota can prepare Benfica in a way that they won't be embarrassed by no. by Barcelona. So it's well, yeah, and, and you have to think about it this way: if if Bayern beat Barca eight two with Messi on the pitch, right? Was he on the pitch? That is true. Yeah, he was. What, he was, he was. what the hell is the score going to be without when you got Memphis Depay and uh, no, just kidding. Memphis Depay, by the way, has looked phenomenal for Barca. Martin Brathwaite is, you know, continues to put goals, although I think he got injured today. But yeah, 
Um, I think more than absolutely Benfica has a, a chance to go through in the top two here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's a chance there. There's a mm-hmm. chance there. Uh, the next group, I feel like maybe we can have a discussion here with Group F because yeah. it's Villarreal, Man United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. Who are the two teams you got? I mean, I'm going to say Van- uh, Manchester United and Atalanta. It's going to be the attacking barrage that gets mm. in there. Although Villarreal, obviously, you're... Europa League champ. I mean, this basically looks like a Europa League group in some respects, except now Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I was gonna, I was gonna go on top of you there. I was gonna yeah. go on top of you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm basically saying, yeah, Manchester United should have shouldn't have any issues here. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to give a little shout out to the Swiss champs, young boys, um, and and a U.S. kid, Pifak, uh, which sounds like a uh, Jordan Pifak, it sounds like I'm saying something bad, so you might be bleeping me out. Uh, this kid's a goal scorer. He's a big, you know, target striker, but also mobile. He's he's been phenomenal for them. Um, not saying they have a chance, but they do have a chance at a Europa because I think the top three, you know, United's going to beat them up, and then it's going to be a fight between Atalanta, Villarreal, and Young Boys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Villarreal might pass for Man United because Unai Emery, like, I, I liked what I saw against Chelsea. Uh, mm-hmm. For Villarreal, so I, I I believe that they can get that done. So I'm I I like Atalanta though. I I love I loved Atalanta last season, and I do think they did the right, right transfers this season. But yeah, yeah let's see. So their, G- their issue sorry. is they always get beat up in the transfer yeah. market. You know, they're always yeah. yeah. But As sorry, they, yeah. so many group- so many good players, right? So it's, it's so inevitable. Many. So Group G uh, G. Uh, it's getting good. That's why <laughs> that's just so people. So G, I, I got that. <laughs> Lille, uh, Svile, Red Bull Salzburg, and Wolfsburg. So who do you got? I mean, this is actually a tough group. Uh, yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot of even here. Uh, Wolfsburg mm-hmm. just beat RB Leipzig. Um, Lille is not the same Lille as last season that that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually gonna say Wolfsburg and Sevilla going through whoa you went bold there Wolfsburg. i think i i, I do uh, because brooks brooks and uh maxence lacroix have done phenomenally well uh, they built a chemistry last year that uh led them pretty close to the top of the bundesliga table and i, I think they're primed to do something and as a u.s fan mm-hmm. this is pretty amazing timothy Weah, brendan aronson and john brooks um all in the same group uh getting ready to kick the crap out of each other so there, there was a transfer too that Wolfsburg did. That they got Luca Walschmidt from Benfica. They did. I did uh, see that. Yeah. yeah, and he's a player that he was super out of place at Benfica. He like you, he played well. Like I'm not gonna say, like Benfica fans managed to see that he was a talented player. Okay, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They saw that the potential wasn't reached, and maybe at Wolfsburg he's gonna reach it. So yeah. I'm gonna disagree here with who okay. goes through. I'm gonna go with Svile and Red Bull Salzburg. Okay. Because I just believe in this. I like Red Bull Salzburg in every Champions League. I just like yeah. them. And I feel like they replaced a Holland. We're going to talk about like the... We're going to talk about Kareem and Amy a bit. Yeah. But I feel like they got they got a lot of stars there that can make a proper show. And this group is very open. In my, it's the, for me, it's the most open group. Yeah. Okay. It's, for this one. It's and pretty yeah. yeah. Anyone can get the first place. And Svile... Yeah. Lopetegui, come on, you should get that first place. I agree. Because they are the club that, not stability, but Red Bull Salzburg is a very stable club, but Sevilla is the top, top 
top club here in this in this group. So yeah, and and you know what, <laughs> I don't pick Salzburg here mainly because I don't know how this young crew. Yeah, Benjamin mm-hmm. Stesko, you got Adeyemi, you got Brendan Aronson. I yep. don't necessarily know or have confidence that they'll be able to kind of manage the fixture congestion. Then again, they're playing in the Austrian Bundesliga mm-hmm. uh, and they seem to be managing okay so far. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I have them down for Europa League for me. Okay. So Group H, we got Chelsea, Juve, Zenit, and Malmo. Easiest group, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, Chelsea I, first? I, I, no? Yeah, well, I do. after Cristiano Ronaldo's exit, absolutely. I have Chelsea okay. first, Juventus, and then I have Zenit. And I don't think Malmo's going to mount yeah. a uh, surprise bid here. And and again, as a U.S. fan, you're talking Christian Pulisic versus Weston McKinney. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to look at this all across the board. Chelsea's returning literally all the dudes that just won the, uh, uh, what, coach of the year, player of the year, uh, goalkeeper of the year, so Edward Mendy. Uh, N'Golo Kante won UCL Midfielder of the Year. Um, uh, Tuchel won the Coach of the Year. And then who's the one I'm forgetting? Oh, Jorginho won Best Mm -hmm. Player. So a Chelsea sweep um, shows you that the Champions League is a little higher weighted than, say, the Euros. Um, But, yeah, I got Chelsea winning now with Lukaku, Mm -hmm. Juventus, and probably Zenit moving through with the Europa League. Oh, Chelsea with that one, they're they're – a hundred percent like top five contenders for the champions league with that one like it's like it's who are your top three that you would pick now so i'm i think we're both gonna put psg there because have we have to right yeah. who are your other i'm gonna say i'm gonna put united in that talk i think christian ronald yeah if it's not the premier league he gets the champions league. i feel like something epic is going to happen with Christian Ronald. Okay. I feel something epic is coming, okay? And the Champions League, look, it's his tournament. He's the best scorer ever in the Champions League, okay? that mm-hmm. That's his competition. Haaland, you're, you're coming, but that's his right now. So I think I put my top three, PSG, Man United, and I think Man City got to be in that conversation too. So yeah, yeah, that's my yeah I mean... I don't know what to think here. Group B, I almost feel like that group of death, iron sharpens iron, right, Mm. when it comes down to it. And maybe you see somebody pop into the top three there, and obviously the two I'm looking at are Atletico and Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I have to go PSG with you. I have Mm -hmm. to go um, Chelsea uh, there. And I'm going to also go with Atletico Madrid. Okay. I'm gonna say Atletico Madrid. I'm not gonna say. I was say feeling you. Yeah. I was feeling you. You. I. I was. I thought you were gonna say Atletico. You see, I, it, I got that feeling there. I got that team thing, you know, and I just yeah. feel like there's a cohesion. It's. It's. But tough. there is. There you is. You can and say that about there. Bayern. You can say that about Bayern too. And. <laughs> but it's a young coach. That's why I didn't pick Bayern. That's the. I'll justify, and I feel like it needs to be justified because Bayern should be in the top five talk every time. I yeah. didn't put Bayern because Nagelsmann, he's a young coach, and I don't feel like it's. I don't. I don't. I think. I feel like it's going to be very difficult for Julian Nagelsmann in his first year at Bayern to win yeah. the Champions League. Maybe the second. Let's see. Yeah. 
And and it wasn't Leipzig, right, that made it to the semis uh, years ago. It was actually Salzburg with Holland, right? So, um, yeah. you know, it wasn't Nagelsmann's Leipzig is what I'm saying here. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see, uh, yeah, see how he see how he steps up to the challenge. Um, Let's see. You have any 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 conversation here with the Champions League? You know, I, we could predict who the player of the year and all that fun stuff is going to be. Mm-hmm. But we know that that doesn't come until the knockout rounds anyway, um, <laughs> because clearly that's like overly weighted and nobody Probably nobody would have had Chelsea uh, sweeping those awards, essentially, uh, if you just did it with the group stages. Um, but I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I got all my um, got okay. all my little my little what, things there. So let's move on. What I was hyped was like Man City PSG talk, and yeah, it's I guess it didn't happen as a, as everybody in the world thought it was going to happen for like. Three hours, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> let's go to the next topic. If there, if if you want to comment down below who you think is going to win the Champions League, feel free. And let's head to the next topic. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll, water- we'll talk Sorry. about the Europa League next week. How about that? Exactly. Yeah, let's do that. Right. So, and the the next topic is the Wonder Kid highlights last week, this weekend. Okay, that we oh. want to highlight players, and I'd like to start with Mason Greenwood. Okay, because Mason Greenwood, I feel like this game against Wolves, if there was <laughs> needed someone, okay, to show that that they're gonna put they're gonna have the reins of this team too, Mason Greenwood stepped in and showed, look, I've got three goals in three games, Ronaldo. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I wanna learn, okay? That's the impression I get. So yeah, so I'm very excited. Okay, I want I wanted him to be my first highlight of the week because this is like the, him having the goal was like him saying, come on, let's get it done. Let's get sure. it done, Christian. Yeah, well, so. I, I got to say, though, you know, Mason Greenwood, and even Jaden Sancho, I think that was his first Premier League start with them, right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. Uh, Mason Greenwood kind of was non-existent early on in the game, but, you know, he pops up when he has to. And, exactly. And, and to do that at 19 is, is just pretty much unreal i mean that's that's something that you know is going to be there his whole career and hell if he can even get 25 percent of what ronaldo's putting out um he's he's going to be tough and we got if you go back to last year mason greenwood has mm-hmm. nine goals in his last nine premier league starts that not bad is, oh he's got the stats man that's that's insane stats like yeah. it's so it's, who's your who's your highlight well, you know, I'm going to pivot over to the Bundesliga and I got to bring up Florian Wirtz, who actually is coming off of the Bayer Leverkusen bench. Um, three goal involvements in just 34 minutes played this year. I mean, I think it's a goal and two assists. Um, and he had a goal. Uh, I think mm-hmm. him, Jamal Musiala had a goal while Karim Adeyemi had a goal for Salzburg. And these three make up the triumvirate of the future of German football. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it's really, really awesome. And um, Wirtz is just 18. I mean, he's still just 18. And he's just revving up. Leverkusen looks good. Remember, they're my dark horse. I don't think they're going to win it, but they're my dark horse to do really well mm-hmm. if they keep everything together. And Florian Wirtz is going to be a big, 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 big part of it. So I agree. Um, I agree. I had here, like, he had, he has a goal and two assists in 34 minutes. Yeah, Crazy. so it's coming off the bench at 18, like insane stat there. Like Virts, 
like Germany fans get excited for sure. I agree with you there. And yeah, I, that, so I'm gonna go with Musiala because I saw Musiala like play like so he's got three games, mm-hmm. three goals, and one yep. assist. Jamal Musiala. I feel like maybe this season is the season we're gonna see him comfortable. Okay, he's finally <laughs> getting the confidence, the body. Okay, because he he looks more 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 more. I was gonna say more powerful, but like stronger. Okay, yeah. so I feel like he's finally getting capable to get the reins in that position with uh, with Bayern Munich. So yeah, I was quite excited to see him uh, finally stepping in and showing who's boss. So yeah, uh, well, I think that that's that's a very worthy shout because he's gonna play an enormous role for Bayern's future. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. So. Um, well, I got to bring this one up because it just happened. It's a favorite of, of uh, the Barca Academy for both you and I, and, and that's Gavi, right? Mm-hmm. Gavi just made his debut for Barcelona. Um, I still don't quite understand why Ronald Koeman um, hates on Ricky Puig, um, but... Nobody gets it. And nobody gets it, but... Uh, and, and you can tell me he's overrated, but he did just give an opportunity to a 17-year-old in a 2-1 game. Um, and he earns his stripes in that win over Hatafe. And I I just really, really like I hope he stays healthy. I hope he becomes more involved this year and they can blood him through and then uh, give him maybe not give him a you know like a hundred game year like Pedri next year, but uh they can certainly start uh seeing what he he can offer. Um so definitely watch, you know. Gabi moving forward because uh, I agree. He, he's a great, great, great prospect. I agree. One of the biggest gems in La Masia, Gabi is he's he's a he's a proper crack, like they say yes. in La Masia. He's he's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna so I'm gonna keep with the Spanish players talk. And okay. We were gonna talk about I was gonna talk about him in the transfers, but I let myself I contained myself let, there. And let. yeah, Ferran Torres. Okay, mm. Ferran Torres is the answer of number nine, a Guardiola. Like, leave Gabriel Jesus on the wing, Guardiola. I think he, like, he knows more than me. So, he knows. Like, it's it's, it's working out pretty well. And Ferran Torres, put him in that number nine. Because he had two goals and an assist. And, yeah, I know Arsenal, shambolic. Like, it's, yeah, we, we all know it. We all know the talk. Like, Arsenal is in shambles, okay? Like, we, if we go here, deep is Tottenham, no goals conceded. Right. Arsenal, no goals scored. So like this is this is the world we're living now, okay? As an Arsenal fan, so like Ferran Torres just dominated Arsenal, okay? So what I saw there was okay. This kid is he's got what it takes yeah. to have three a hat trick here and there, a brace here and there, and a crucial goal here and there, and that is what City need this season. So pretty good okay they got an answer there and yeah he's he's one of the best spanish players for the future okay so sure Fantoches. sure and, and if he's getting the service he continues yeah i mean he's he's going to be dangerous for them all season i i see a big year for him for sure um all right well speaking of big year big time we have to bring up uh nicolo zaniolo right zaniolo is back okay First goal. First off, I love this. You know, he he gets a red card in, in the Serie A game uh, the weekend prior. Um, so he's not playing today versus another team, Salernitana, I believe yeah. is how you pronounce that. Um, so, you know, he could have gotten another goal, but come on. 
This kid has been through 400 days of hell. We've talked about him previously. Back-to-back seasons with ACL tears. And Zaniolo scores a great goal for Roma. And uh, it's then followed up by a return call-up to the Azuri. I mean, you can't I – mean, it's it's poetic. It's wonderful. And I just – you know, we do this for him, and we hope it continues. Kid's still young, and he's got so much to offer. And the wonderful thing is, is based on his rehab – Zaniolo, he has not lost a step. He really hasn't. And that's pretty unlikely when it comes to two ACLs. But Physically, he's on point. I feel like with Zaniolo, what really impressed me how physically prepared he is. Like he's, you'd expect him to be even PTSD about the the ACL. Like some players can't can't even get the momentum, like mentally. And yeah, he's physically, mentally, he's stepping up. Really good shout out there. I'm going to go with the shout-out that's typical, but come on. Like, he was inevitable. And that was Erling Clutch <laughs> Haaland, okay, this weekend, scoring yeah. in the 91st minute. And a genius play by him, okay? He mm-hmm. did the play. He did the goal. And in clutch time. Yeah. This is it. Like, it's – oh, I had to mention him in my Wonder Kid highlights. And Jude Bellingham. A yeah. goal and an assist – complete so complete at 18 okay it's crazy england have a star there so those two were balling out this weekend so well i'm a little sad i think you you left me a layup right that was you know you left me the layup because i gotta put one right in there in that trio and we gotta add giovanni reyna to that because (laughs) come on jude bellingham Gio reyna erling holland they all scored for dortmund Mm -hmm. okay that's an average age of 19 years old. I just hawked that from the Dortmund, uh, you know, Twitter. So, yeah, I, I didn't do that math there. Not that that's hard, but come on. <laughs> they just, you know, at 18, uh, Jude and Gio just exude this confidence that is just unreal, right? And we all know the confidence that Holland exudes, so we don't need to talk about it. But Gio Reyna just made his 50th Bundesliga appearance. He is the youngest, the youngest in Bundesliga history to do that okay the youngest and on top of that jude is probably going to beat him and jude just made his 50th appearance not just bundesliga for Mm -hmm. dortmund and a year ago a year ago he had been named the efl young player of the year okay a year and it's just amazing the the ascendancy and oh by the way he's getting called up left and right for for the english national team so uh, Bellingham, Reyna, Hollands, it is a triumvirate that I, I just used that word twice in one podcast. That's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> but Bellingham, Reyna, Holland, this is a trio. I really don't want to break up anytime soon, but it's the, it's the hub of world-class players, uh, world-class talents at Dortmund, right? It is. <laughs> and and I he's the youngest, he's the youngest player in Bundesliga yeah. history. Uh, it, yeah. Youngest player to make his 50th Bundesliga appearance. Youngest to that milestone that, that, that for you that should be a stat that should be going on espn down there okay. it, it, it might have it might have but um but i i doubt it i doubt it um but <laughs> they like the you know if you if you have a bicycle kick or a scissor or something like that they'll, they'll throw that on there but milestones <laughs> okay i'm gonna i need to highlight nice okay i okay. i felt i need to christopher gutler he uh Gutler, he's doing an unbelievable job Ending the job at Lille, leaving, mm-hmm. I don't know why, and now going to Nice. And I got here stats like 
like we put on FP Wonder Kids. I mean, Guri, 227 yeah. minutes, three goals, one assist. Yeah. He was already prolific last season, okay? Nice. I mean, Guri. So this season, too, that is pretty nice. And the other player that I'm going to highlight is Justin Cloyford. Because Justin yeah. Cloyford only, need, only needed 36 minutes last game to have a goal and an assist. Yeah. So is this finally the moment that we're going to see Justin Cloyford ball out? I'm hyped. I'm I, hyped. I understand that hype. Um, I, I hope his injury, I think he had to go off due to an injury, and I hope it's not serious. I don't think it is, but we'll we'll find that. But that's a great shout-out because they they steamrolled. Um, yeah. He was Bordeaux, right? I mean, they, they just absolutely mm-hmm. – I think Dahlberg got in on the fun. All the Wonder Kids are in there. So, yeah, wonderful shout-out. And that's one, like, yeah, you and I, when we saw that, from Lille to uh, – for Gaultier, from Lille to Nice – it just made no sense to me. And then and you see who he brings in. Um, but I'll tell you what, in one of the most, this guy is not a wonder kid, but in one of the most shrewd transfers mm-hmm. in the off season. And frankly, I know Everton fans are sitting there twiddling their thumbs saying, when are we going to get our big transfer? Where, where is this going to happen? Might take Moise Keane going to Juventus uh, for the funds to be freed up to do so. But come on, you paid one and a half million. For Demarai Gray from Bayer Leverkusen, and he's already rewarded you with two goals, um, and you started the season unbeaten, right? Two, yeah. I think, two uh, two wins, one one uh, one draw. I mean, talk about two teams, right? That we thought were in shambles or kind of teetering on the edge of shambles. Everton, Tottenham, without bringing up Arsenal, okay, and both of them have started the season unbeaten. I mean, Tottenham three out of three. And uh, and Everton is unbeaten. Who would have gotten that? But yeah, Gray has been phenomenal for them. I thought he was going to be a uh, a depth play. He probably still is, but I don't know. I mean, he's shown a whole lot more. He's shown starters quality. Um, it just makes me think, how did Leverkusen only let him go for one and a half? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But that was a weird deal itself. But uh, my, last, my last mention here was going to be Cody Gakpo. Because yeah. I saw him against Benfica, and the stats that he's putting up, like I, I, I like for I knew about him, but mm-hmm. I didn't know he was this good. Like he has a goal and two assists in his last match. Yeah, like he's totally in form. So, like I'm, I'm mentioning him because I know he's going to be snatched up eventually, or it's going to yeah. be this season because these numbers are insane. Okay, so very good talent to watch, Cody Gakpo. Yeah, Gakpo and Noni Matueke. I mean, those are two that mm-hmm. are gonna. They're just fun, absolutely fun to watch. And Gakpo, he's out of the shadow and and into the limelight, and uh, he has definitely rewarded uh, Eindhoven fans. So, um, I, I have one last one, and it's a little bit American bias, um, but I'm also gonna go throw a Greek wonder kid in there because it was Carabao Cup midweek, right? Mm-hmm. Norwich City versus Bournemouth. Um, you got to replace Timu Puki with these two. Uh, Christos Zolis and Josh Sargent combined for four goals and three assists in a massive, you know, 6-0 win over, you know, it was a Premier League team last year uh, over a championship squad. But they looked like they were like on each other's wavelength and just ready to go. Um, and I, I want to see I want to see more of it because, frankly, if Norwich is going to have any chance of staying up, um, they need to. They need to take some chances. You can't just rely on Timu Puki, who every 
I agree. Kind of every game out looks a little little lost. Um, so we'll see. But Zolas and Sargent are two you definitely want to watch because if Norwich goes down, they're going to get snapped up by somebody else. For how much did they get Zolish? Wasn't it like ten million or twelve? Yeah, I think it was around that. Like, yeah, low, low di- double digits. They're yeah. going to triple. They're going to triple Zolish. Zolish yeah. will, will he'll end up leaving Norwich for thirty, forty million. Like, you might be right. Yeah. yeah, fantastic steal there. Yeah. Fantastic steal there. If you have any wonder kid that you want to comment that we forgot to mention, okay, now is your time. Go to the comment section, and we're going to answer those comments, guys. Alex, you're getting good at that, man. <laughs> I, have, I said I was going to improve it, and yeah, I'm This is I, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> you are. So <laughs> we're going here with the last topic here, and that is players to watch in the upcom- upcoming World Cup qualifying fixtures. Yep. And I'm going to start here with something that happened here in Portugal, that it was the Mateus Nunes case that was pretty weird. If you ask me, and I'm going to, I'll explain why, because Matheus Nunes got selected by the Brazilian national team. Okay. And this is a player that can pick between Portugal and Brazil. Okay. No, that dual citizenship. That is normal. No problem there. He's been in Portugal since he's 12 and he's already had talks with the national team coach. He was, there was already been a lot of hype for him to play for the Portuguese national team. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Brazil dropped the bomb. And the Tite says, Mateus Nunes, Sporting Club Portugal. And everybody's like, whoa, what? Like Portugal, Portuguese right. people are sporting like, whoa, isn't he like, isn't he with us? So the, what the news says is uh, Mateus Nunes is going to play with for Portugal with Fernando Sanch, mm-hmm. which... Oh, thank God. Like, he's a fantastic, <laughs> he's a cracking player. Yes. And I'm going to put Fernando Sanch on the spot. You're getting Otavio and not Mateus Nunes. That, I'll be honest, Mateus Nunes is more of an urgency right now than Otavio Fernando Sanch. In my opinion. In my opinion. In my humble opinion. Okay? Yeah. But there was a problem there. And I hope it got fixed. But, yeah. Mateusz yeah, Nunes. I know. I, I, I texted you and I said, uh, whoa. What is this? This is this is impressive. I also don't know what happened to that Everton move that was supposed to materialize. Um, for yeah. for Mateus, it's good for him to stay. It's good for yeah. him to stay another year okay. at Sporting because uh, João Mario left to Benfica, and now he's developing in João Mario spot at Sporting. And yeah. I've got to say, Brent, he's developing very well, but good. very well. Well, you know, I don't, I don't mean to. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's just say, as an American, we know the the dual national fight very, very well. Um, you know, if you live in Texas or you live in Mexico, or in Mexico, if you live in Texas or you live in California or you live in Arizona, mm-hmm. um, you, you obviously have a massive Mexican presence and sometimes a South American presence as well and Central American presence. Um, so we know that fight and uh, we just won one in the form of Ricardo Pepe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think he's born and raised in El Paso, uh, which is basically right on the border. And it was awesome. I and mean, he put a very poignant Instagram post, explained his, his reason why he picked the USA. Um, but, you know, he's got nine goals in MLS this year. Uh, he's 18 years old and he just got called up for a World Cup qualifier where he probably will get time. Three World Cup qualifiers, I should say, where he probably will get time um, because the, the nine spot. Right it's not that deep. You have Josh Sargent. 
Okay, you got maybe Matthew Hoppy, uh, but Ricardo Pepe is somebody that could actually add something. Daryl DK, okay, but we're we're developing depth, and mm-hmm. um, you know we just we just lost David Ochoa, uh, goalkeeper to Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal phenomenal prospect, and he's looking at it and saying, hey, they got aging goalkeepers. He's gonna he could be the Mexican goalkeeper for years and years to come, but Ricardo Pepe. Going up against Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David of Canada, uh, and I believe it's our second World Cup qualifier. Man, wouldn't that be nice? Um, but the dual national fight—that's something that that come on, Sergio Dest between <laughs> the Netherlands and the USA. It's all over the place, and uh, we can thank history, I guess, the the bad parts of history and some good uh, to that. But yes, Ricardo Pepe is who I actually wanted uh, <laughs> to talk about there, and Conrad. Conrad for the U.S. men's national team. He's off off playing very well for Marseille right now. I really, really would love to see him on the wing. Obviously, that's a pretty deep place for us right now. Um, but he's currently showing he he belongs, right? Mm-hmm. Conrad is a really good pick. Like, if a player is balling out for Marseille, like, usually he get, he would get picked to the U.S. men's national team. Yes. So that does make sense. And he's a proper, proper winger. I'm very... Very curious to see what happens in the future with him, because I, I really don't know. I, I'm re, I re, I'm really curious to see how it goes, because it's a big big question for me. But I'll ask you this sure. last question for the, for the U.S. Who do you think will get the spot? Pepe, DK, Sergeant. Sergeant. Okay. Yeah. I okay. I believe Sergeant. I mean, I think he's earned it in Burhalter's mm-hmm. uh, in Burhalter's eyes. Um, I believe uh, his other favorite Jossie Zardes is out but I'm gonna say Josh Sargent okay okay I I, I really like Sargent like he's fantastic he's very well and very mobile right yeah. so he's yeah uh I like to mention here in the the players World Cup qualifying that finally a player has got the rest okay <laughs> that we've been glorifying we've been asking yes okay, for the rest and that is Pedri yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, the man that never stops, finally stopped finally. to have a rest. A well-deserved rest, Pedri. So I wanted to mention that. And player to highlight is a French player. And I'm a big fan of his that I've, yes. I've mentioned in the past. And that's Chouameni. Yep. Like, this is very under the radar. But guys, now is the time to watch. Because if you're getting picked... For the French national team, just like Jules Conde got picked, mm-hmm. you're going to get talked to come to the Prem, you're going to get talked to go to La Liga, and he's going to get talked for a good reason, because he's a baller. Okay, One of the best midfielders in Liga that we were preaching, and if he's being selected for the French national team, that is one of the most stacked teams on earth, mm-hmm. Okay, there's a reason why. And Chouameni, guys, yeah. watch out for him. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one. I mean, hell, we've liked him. He just had such a wonderful season last year for Monaco. He's already yeah. continuing it. Um, and I'm going to have to stick around with Les Bleus uh, and say Moussa Diaby. Okay. He got his call up. I actually do think he's going to see time. Uh, hardest hardest um, matchup that they've got is Ukraine. They've already got a four-point lead at the top. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But Moussa Diaby is another uh, – I'm a little bit of a Bayer Leverkusen stand right now. Uh, <laughs> Diaby has been phenomenal for them and dangerous as all hell. Um, and I think he, he deserves a run out. Um, probably one of the top players in the Bundesliga at the moment in terms uh, of form. Yeah, 
in terms of form and even stock like he's 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 got a lot of potential there like the pace he, yeah. Musa Diaby has it's not just FIFA like he's got he's got the he's got the the speed man like so he does he does I'm 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 that's a good mention there with Liblo I actually didn't yeah. notice Musa Diaby that's, I'll be honest yeah well we'll see we'll see if he gets any time I mean I know I think that's like a little bit of a deeper roster call up uh, when all is said and done um, I don't exactly know how many of these guys are going to see time but we love seeing Musa Diaby getting his first call up and I believe it is his first call up so. do, you have, do you have any final mention in the, the World Cup talk? I do I do. I mean we already talked about Zaniola's return to the Azuri we also talked and it, it bears repeating that Hansi Flick mm-hmm. right former coach of Bayern uh, has come out and really injected youth into Germany. Um, you've got Karima Adeyemi, you've got Jamal Musiala, and you've got Florian Wirtz all in the lineup to go with some of the younger guys uh, that actually won the U21 Euros, like Rido Baku, Baku uh, Nico Schlatterbeck. Um, so I'm really interested to see how much of them actually get a bunch of time. Um, and I, I think we're going to see that. Um, the one I definitely want to talk about, though, mm-hmm. is that hungry England matchup, <laughs> Zobaslai, and the return of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, right? I see. That's yes. a fun, fun, fun matchup that I think is going to be – I mean, I, obviously, I know they're not going to each other, but two guys, two set-piece boys um, getting ready to go head-to-head, and I want to see a full-strength <laughs> Hungary see what they can do against the three Lions. I think Shoba's like in surprise against England. He can he can sure. score a goal there. Like it's sure. that's a that's a pretty good mention there. My final mention is I feel like I, I did preach the last podcast and some people will know is Gonzalo Nasio. He got yeah. called up. He got called up and yeah. he was is going to be the pair to Ruben Dias as it seems, okay? Okay. Wow. So he might be the promised duo in the future. So like fantastic shot for Gonzalo Inacio. The one of the best ball playing center backs in the world. I'll preach again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, young, under twenty, <laughs> one of the best under twenty ball playing center backs in the world. To rephrase, and guys, check him out. Yeah. Check him out. All right. Uh, well, my my last one. I got one last one because I have to say it. We all with the, with the talent that Norway is collecting, okay, and developing. We all would love to see it happen right norway get their world cup bid um but they're in a absolute showdown with turkey the dutch and believe it or not montenegro has six points i don't know who they plead oh they lost they they lost to norway i believe <laughs> or no beat norway one of the two anyway you got erling holland you got martin odegaard you got christopher uh, ayer you got sander berga uh Jen, jens peter hauga i mean these are players these are solid solid players um, but they are going to have to put together a phenomenal bid uh, for the World Cup or else it ain't happening. And they missed out on Euros, heartbreakingly. Um, it would just be so tough to not see a Holland at the World Cup. So I am secretly rooting for them. Obviously I not think, yeah. if I'm saying it on the podcast, but. It'll happen. You'll see. I think this Norway shot, uh, this Norway team will have a shot in the, the World Cup. I think. All right. Good. Okay, there you go, guys. Here we go with FC Wonderkid podcast number 19. Any comment, any topics you guys want to suggest, please drop down below in the comment section. And 
Guys, you may have a big announcement soon, okay? I can reveal now we're working to go to Twitch. So we may we, we're gonna have lives soon. Okay, so more content creation is gonna start and yeah, it's, it's we're excited. We're excited. Yeah. So I'm 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 absolutely excited, except that you know, <laughs> my, my dream has always been to live, eat, sleep, whatever, football, <laughs> and yet it's coming true and I think my family's gonna hate me, but Oh man, like you're, we're living the dream, friend, and we're loving it. And thank yeah. you guys for for supporting us in this dream, man. It's thank I'm you. I'm loving it. The journey, it's, it's becoming it's 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 amazing. So yeah. there and, you go. And, and do oh, us sorry. a favor, put a uh, a subtle goodbye to Alex's mustache in the comment section below. Oh my days, I'm getting roasted by Fred and. <laughs> <laughs> at the you, end of the pod oh. you you hung you hung in there with that i never once mentioned it i just thought we had to break it up i mean you you it had a nice length to it i mean this is this right here is five six days um you wanna you wanna see a mustache i'll show you a mustache in the future but here's oh okay yours was looking good it was it was cultured cultured we may have a mustache showdown in the future okay we're hyping them up with that one in november in november okay okay deal i do yeah. i do november it's all oh, my days i'm gonna do over <laughs> hey, my, my wife is gonna hate that so i don't know oh I don't know. but we'll deal see. is a deal is a deal a mate deal a deal. all okay. right okay episode go. 19 ends on that <laughs> <laughs>